Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Happy New Year to all our podcast listeners and welcome to Episode 9 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. I've entitled this particular episode, Transformational Ministry. One of my passions growing up was playing the sport of hockey. Hockey was a uh, was a very important part of my life as a kid and even teenager. And I can remember being so excited about the game and just loving, just just playing for the thrill of the game. I, I can remember even practices. It didn't matter to me. Any opportunity to get on the ice and shoot a puck around, uh, I was in. I was all in. I can actually remember waking my dad up for, for a 6 a.m. practice, waking him up at 5 a.m., going into his room and shaking him because I, I was so adamant I wanted to be the first to the rink. I remember waiting outside the arena. The arena operator hadn't even showed up yet, and we'd wait for him to unlock the door, and I'd, I'd follow him in. The first kid, so eager to hit the ice, he wouldn't even have turned the, the rink lights on yet, and I'd be out there skating around in the dark waiting for the, the lights to warm up, which would take like 20 minutes. Just absolutely love the game, love everything about the game, and, and still share that passion for the game to this day. And so, so hockey has remained a, a very important part of my life. Even now, my son plays, and, and I still play regularly, consistently, and, and coaching my son's team. I, I just love the game. And uh, hockey has acted as, as kind of like an outlet for me, especially in ministry. We all need to have an outlet. We need to, to have some space in our life where we can just be us and, and something that brings joy to us and uh, we don't have to think a whole lot about. And so hockey has acted like that for me to this day. And I can remember at one of our places of ministry, um, I remember getting there and, and beginning that ministry position, uh, that calling from God. And uh, I can remember early on some people in the, in the church finding out that I, I love the game of hockey and that, that I like to play it. And so right away, um, they, they tried to get me to play in their, their church league, which to this day, I, I'm still not so sure, you know, people tag it Christian, a Christian league or Christian hockey, and I, I'm not so sure there is such a thing. I'm not so sure hockey can can have salvation or, or get saved or not. But regardless, they, they, they call it that, a Christian league, church league, whatever. And, and sometimes what I've found, because I have played in those leagues in the past, is is they could be worse than uh, than a secular league. But anyways, the, these people, for whatever reason, had tried to get me to join their, their church hockey league and join their church team. And, and right away, there, there's this temptation to... Uh, to, to stay within the, the Christian bubble, so to speak. And I just knew, um, I just knew right away that was not me and, and not for me. Uh, I, I know, especially in ministry as a pastor over the years, uh, I could be, I could get so sucked into the vacuum of the Christian bubble and, and I'm already in it so much as a pastor. I was going to intentionally look, I chose to intentionally look for ways to get outside the bubble and break the bubble because I want to surround myself with lost people constantly. I want to build relationships with other people outside the church because that's exactly where Jesus has called us. And I can remember just politely saying, no, thank you, and, and, and joining a, a secular league to, to play with those who don't know Jesus yet, for many of them. And, and that was a very intentional decision. Some might think, you know, well, it just suited you better, or they might look at that and think that was just the easier choice. Uh, but for me, uh, I just believe in, in being intentional with our every move, especially as leaders. You see, see, my goal was to see transform lives, but I didn't want to just see transform lives inside the church. Uh, I believe that, that we're called to, 
to be and lead transformational lives outside the church. And so I was very intentional with, with every decision I made, and especially the one even with my hobbies. I was intentional with that. And I share that opening story is because I want to talk to you today about transformational ministry. But here's the key. I believe transformation has everything to do with, with intention. And here's, here's what I also believe. I believe that intentionality begins with the leader before it can ever happen in a leader's ministry. And uh, if you know me at all, I'm very intentional with every area, every aspect of my life because that's just the way I live my life. And I've actually had people comment on that before. I've had, I've had people underneath me in leadership before say, look at my life and watch the way I do life and say, you're pretty intentional about everything you do. I mean, I'm talking, some may call it OCD. I call it intentionality. Uh, I'm, I'm so intentional with every move. I actually lay my clothes out the night before. I know exactly what I'm going to wear the next day. It's already laid out before I hit my head on the pillow the night before. Because I, I believe that everything matters that, that we do. Everything matters that we say. And, and if we really want to see, if the goal, if the end goal of our lives in leadership is to see transformed lives around us, then I believe it's going to start with intentionality. I think we'd all agree that at the end goal for all of us as leaders over our ministries especially is to see transformed lives. But here's the thing. Desire alone is never enough to see that goal reached. We've got to think, act, and lead with intentionality if we're going to see transformation happen. And here's kind of the bottom line for this whole episode today. If you missed everything else, if you would just get this, transformational ministry happens on purpose, not by accident. Transformational ministry happens on purpose, not by accident. You see, it's one thing to desire transformed lives, but it's another thing to plan for it. And if we're going to do that, it's going to take some intentionality. And so in my travels, especially in this position as as a district leader now, far too often in our ministries, I, I, I see leaders who stop at just desiring transformed lives. Yet they continue repeating the same routine over and over again, the same motion over and over again, believing that this is enough to see their desires come to pass. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not enough. Desire alone is not enough. And I see too many leaders waiting for transformed lives to fall into their laps, all because they have this desire for it. And I think that's a huge mistake that we make as leaders You see, it happens on purpose. Transformation happens on purpose, not by accident, not just by desire alone. It may start with desire, and I think that's a great starting point, but that will never get us across the finish line to see transformed lives happen. So if transformed lives is the end goal, then where should we as leaders begin? We've already established that transformation happens with intention, and intention begins with a leader's personal life. You'll never be intentional with your ministry until you're intentional with your personal life. Can't be intentional with your public life until you're intentional with your personal life. So so let's take a look at the three L's of transformational ministry, and and I believe these are these are applicable. These are transformational transferable, uh, whether you're a youth pastor, a kids pastor, a lead pastor, whatever area of ministry you are leading today, I believe these three L's 
are applicable and transferable. They're portable. You can take them and apply them to your ministry context. So it doesn't matter what type of, of ministry leadership you're, you're over today. I believe you can apply these, these three L's. So, so hear me out. The first L I've called landing. And this is often the area where ministries not only begin, but end. It kind of, it's kind of the be-all and the end-all for, for many ministries that I see today. And uh, it, this is, if you were to, to phrase this, this portion, this, this component, this, this is what many would call the, the attractional component, the attractional style of ministry. As the leader, you need to be continually asking the question, in this particular area, with this particular component, what are we doing continually? What are we doing weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly? What are we doing on, on a continual basis to land people in this ministry? You see, you need to be intentional about this area of ministry that help land people in your particular ministry. You need to be very intentional about it. It's not just desire. You, you might have this desire. You want to grow your ministry. You want, you want people to show up. That's a great desire, but that's not going to get people there, just having the desire alone. It may start with that, but now you need to be intentional about it. You need to have a specific plan, a strategy. You need to be thinking intentionally about, about specific areas that help land people, like things like environments. Environments matter. Excellence in your environment. Is it warm? Is it relevant? Is it engaging to your target audience? You need to think about that when it comes to your, your environment that you're, that you're offering, that you've set up. Because people are noticing that stuff. First impressions do matter. What about your guest services? Your first point of contact? Would people show up at your ministry when they land there? Who's the first person that they meet, that they see? And is that a warm, friendly connection? Is, is it welcoming? You need to think about those things. Your guest services matter maybe more than your preaching, than your speaking, than your program even. Who are they meeting first? What's their first point of contact? And, and is it a good one? Then you need to be thinking about your programming. And, and many times this is where people stop, just at programming alone. And, and I'm seeing this huge shift even, even from, from, from God's presence to to over-programming and, and, and putting too much emphasis on programming. But programming does matter. And I'm not against programming. I, I think it, it matters huge. And, and it may be the thing that gets people there, good programming. And you need to be asking, is your programming relevant to your target audience? Or is it over their heads? Or is it too, are you, have you dumbed it down too much? Uh, is your programming relevant? Next thing you need to be paying attention to under the heading of landing people is your fun factor. I think this is, uh, sometimes we, we often forget that, that it should be fun. It should be engaging. Is there laughter? Is there fun? Is there joy? Is there excitement in your ministry? That's going to help land people there. Are people talking about it? Like it's a fun place to be. It's the place to be. I, I just believe that our churches and ministries should be that. It should be the talk of the town. And then in no particular order, I, I didn't purposely leave this one till last because it's probably the most important, is his presence. And I mentioned earlier under programming that, that we've over-programmed and, and, um, and as a result, we, we've almost lost the presence, the manifest presence of God. We need to be thinking about, are we, do we have something to offer that the world doesn't? I'm talking about his presence. 
You could have a great programming, great guest services, a great environment. It could be even fun and engaging. But if you miss having the presence of God, you're not going to see lives transformed because he's the only one that has the power to do that. And so you need to be thinking about all areas. And, and I haven't captured all of the areas, all the elements. These are just a few off the top of my head. But I want you to see here that everything you do inside of your ministry matters. That's what intentionality is all about. So when you look at your weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly calendar, what are you doing intentionally? What are you doing to plan to help people land in your specific ministry context? Whether that be a Sunday, whether that be a Friday, a Wednesday, whether that be kids, youth, junior high, young adult, uh, leaders, whether that be adults, seniors, whatever you're leading, what are you doing intentionally? to help land people in your ministry. Now this is, as I said before, this is often where people stop. It's all about landing people there. And that's what many of our churches and ministries have become, just landing zones alone. But I believe it's so much more than that. I believe this: the second L to transformational ministry is launching. We need to, we need to be consumed with, with figuring out how to launch people, not just land people as the attractional component to your ministry, but launch people. This is the missional component. Some some may refer to this as your discipleship process or your discipleship strategy, your discipleship pipeline. The question to ask here is this, what are you doing weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly to equip your people to be launched out of your ministry back into their world to bring change to it, to affect it, to influence it? Because that's what we're called to do. Jesus said, go and make disciples. He didn't say, come and be entertained. He said, go and make, not come and sit, right? And so it's twofold. I'm not against landing people in your ministry. I think that's healthy. I think that's a good thing to go after. But if you stop there, that's a problem. We need to be consumed with launching people, discipling people, getting them ready, equipping them to be be launched back into their world. And what I've learned in this area is a low discipleship really does happen best through relationship. It's more organic in nature. It's more than a program. It's more than a class. It happens when leaders are intentional about it. This cannot be done by by one person alone. If if you are a leader, if you're a a youth pastor or a kids pastor or you're even the lead pastor, you you can't disciple people. You can't equip everybody underneath you to be launched back into their world. You're going to need help. You're going to need a team of other leaders around you that are, that are just as intentional about this as you are, about launching people. And I've also found that there's no one-size-fits-all method for discipleship. Our best model in Scripture for this is obviously Jesus in the New Testament as he walked the face of this earth. And what I see him doing, he let people, he was so good at this, he let people into his personal life to watch them do life. And then he launched them. He said, now now go and do as I've done with you. Go and do the same thing. Everything he did was done with absolute intention. I mean, if there was anyone we can model and shape our lives after, it would be Jesus in this area of intentionality. He was intentional about everything he did. Nothing was just half-hearted. Nothing was was apathetically done. Oh, who cares? It doesn't really matter. That was not Jesus' way of living, way of life at all. And, and he modeled this so well for us. He told his disciples why when they asked. Every time they'd ask, he, he would tell them why, or he'd model why he would do it that way. 
It was a part of his rhythm of life. It wasn't an extra to do. It was just a part of the rhythm of the way he did life. And that's what I want to share with you today as a leader. I'm not talking about adding another add-on for you to do. I'm talking just as I opened about playing hockey. I'm going to play hockey regardless because it's a passion of mine. I'm just going to choose to be intentional about how I play hockey and where I play hockey because I just believe, I'm crazy enough to believe as a leader that that stuff matters. And if you'll start thinking differently about your every move, your every, your every aspect, every area of your life and do it with some intention, I guarantee you'll start to see some transformation happen around you. And I, I don't want to leave out here the, the idea of mission when it comes to launching people, uh, to, that, that it's not, not just mission. Don't, don't forget the adventure component as well. But teach, teach your people, teach your people around you. And, and the way you teach them is by modeling it yourself. But teach them to be missional in the way they see life, that they are sent as a missionary to their world, to their workplace, to their school, wherever God has put them. They are, they are missionaries to that area. That they're not just there to, pay, to get a paycheck. They're not just there to get a good grade so that they can go on to college, university, and get a degree. Uh, God has put them there for way bigger reasons, way bigger purposes than just that alone. And, and, and have some adventure to it as well. I can remember as a, as a youth pastor in one of my places of ministry, I remember one of, my, uh, one of my leaders, one of my core leaders in one of my youth ministries coming to me before a Friday, and that was our weekly gathering for our, for our high school group. And I remember he was, a, he was a very integral part of that ministry. And, and uh, I remember him coming to me the day before on a Thursday, I think it was, and he had this dilemma. And he was just like, hey, 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 man, I, I want to talk to you about something. Um, there's this, this school dance going on tomorrow night. And I know how, how, I know how passionate you are um, uh, about, uh, about us being committed to the ministry and, and being committed to this youth ministry, especially as leaders. And we need to lead the way. And I get all of that. But, but my buddy has asked me to go and help him DJ this dance. And... Uh, and I, I'm torn because I, I feel like in some ways I, I want to go and want to be there, but I, I know I need to be here, and so I'm not sure what to do. And I looked at him, and I probably wouldn't have said this in the first five years of, of youth ministry, but I had learned a few things over the years, and I, and I had vowed, I had already learned this principle that I didn't want our ministry ever to become just a landing zone. I wanted it to continually launch people out back into their world to influence the people around them as well. And so I looked at him without, without thinking a whole lot about it. I looked at him, and I said, Hey man, I just want you to know, uh, I love the, the commitment level. I love that you're in here actually asking me about this, but I think you need to go to the dance. I think you need to be there and help this friend of yours, and that will probably speak way more to him and, and his journey, his faith journey, than it would if you were here on Friday night. And so uh, I want you to go. I want to launch you back into your world to influence your friends for, for Jesus' sake. And so that's what I did. And he kind of looked at me and a big smile on his face. And it was like this huge weight was lifted because he was so consumed with and worried what I was going to what I was going to think about this. And we still to this day, many years have gone by now. And we still we look back on that moment and we have conversations about that. And, and he's he's mentioned to me before about just how, how life changing that was for, for me to say that to him that night. Is your ministry is your ministry a landing zone or a launching pad? I believe it needs to be a mix of both. But it can't stop here either. The third aspect to transformational ministry, if you're going to have a transformational ministry where lives are continually transformed in and through your ministry, 
then there needs to be a third aspect. And probably the most ignored by, by the most ministries is this area, this third area, and it's leadership. It's leading. We've got landing, we've got launching, and we've got leading. And this area, if you wanted to, uh, to put a longer name on it, you could call it leadership development. What is your leadership pipeline? What are you doing? The question to be asked here is this. What are you doing weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly to develop and train leaders that you have now, but also to raise up new ones? What's your strategy for this? How are you planning to ensure this happens? Because it doesn't just happen, as we've talked about already. It doesn't just happen by desire alone. You could sit there for the rest of your ministry life and say, I'd love to have more leaders. Well, that's a great desire. That's a great starting place. But it's not going to fall into your lap just by having the desire alone. You've got to be intentional with things like equipping. What are you doing? How, how are you regularly, regularly equipping the leaders that you have and training them? through leadership meetings and, and times together. And I talk to so many leaders who, who never gather regularly with their leadership teams. How are you ever going to equip them? How are you ever going to train them? How are, they, how are you ever going to let them into your lives if you're never with them? Got to have regular moments of equipping. What are you doing in the area of recruiting? What's your strategy here? Are you just giving random public announcements every time you think you need another leader? Put, put a notice in the bulletin. Put something on your website. Put something on social media. We need more help. Is that, is that the end of your strategy? Or is there more to that? What about team and culture and building those things? How are you doing that? What's your strategy for that? Do you have days away with your leadership team? Do you have retreats? Do you have times where you just go away and have some fun together? Or is it all about business? And how are you reproducing other, other leaders? What's your reproduction, your multiplication strategy for, for multiplying yourself? Remember, the goal is to work yourself out of a job constantly. That should be your constant goal as a leader, to be continually working yourself out of a job. Listen, your best leaders are the ones that you intentionally raise up from within your own ministry. Yes, there are times when you've got to go outside your ministry and find help and hire help, and, and I get those times. I get that. But your best leaders, long-term leaders, will be the ones that you raise up yourself from within your own ministry. And the students in your ministry, the, the adults in your current ministry, the adults sitting in your pew right now, Pastor, they, they've already been hearing the vision. They're, they're already getting it. They're already on the page. And so they're your best people to start equipping and training and raising up. And if you could teach them to do the same and raise up their own leaders, you've now got a reproduction multiplication strategy. And when this gets going, when this gets flying, you, you get to the, the sweet spot of never having to look for other leaders because there, there's this pipeline going now. There's this movement, this momentum of, of constant leaders being raised up from within your own ministry. So here's the thing. When all three of these aspects exist, when, you've, when you are intentional about landing people, when you're intentional about launching people, when you're intentional about leading those around you and building other leaders and equipping them and developing them, when these three are done with intention, you will begin to see lives transformed. Your ministry, ministry will be known not just as a landing zone, but a launching pad from where people are sent out. Remember, transformational ministry happens on purpose, not by accident.
And it starts with you, leader. Before you can ever uh, implement any of this stuff into your ministry, it needs to be implemented into your daily life. Does everything matter to you? It needs to start there. Everything in your life should matter. Where you get your coffee. What do you do for a hobby? How do you do that? Where do you do it? How do you live your life? Live it with some intention. Even if that's a new goal for 2018, if you would begin this year in January, why not start now with living with a little more intention than you did last year and just see the results, see the changes, the transformation take place in you and in the people around you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.